Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you will find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Hello, and welcome to the State of the Economy podcast. I'm Jyoti Datta. A recent international report by the Access to Medicines Foundation pointed out that more needed to be done to improve access to generic drugs. Now, generic drugs are medicines that are chemically similar to an innovative medicine and are usually much less expensive. So this report, in fact, it also featured, it, it assessed Cipla and Sun Pharma, which are Indian companies, along with uh, other top generic drug makers, including Teva, Viatris, Hypoma, and so on. So explaining the contours of this report, we have with us today, Jeshri Iyer, the CEO of Access to Medicines Foundation, which is a Netherlands-based not-for-profit organization. And she speaks to us from Berlin, where the World Health Summit takes place currently. So thank you for making the time, Jeshri. Thank you for having me here. This is the foundation's first generics and biosimilar report. And it essentially tells generic drug makers that you cannot sit on laurels of the past and you need to make drugs more accessible. So can you explain why are they inaccessible in the first place? So at the moment, generics and biosimilar medicines can serve as a lifeline to millions of people uh, around the world. Um, Of all the medicines classified as essential by the World Health Organization, uh, 90% of them are off patent, uh, including treatments for cancer, heart disease, epilepsy, diabetes, uh, maternal hemorrhage, bacterial infections, tuberculosis, and many other diseases itself. And often when a patent for a medicine expires, uh, drug manufacturers are free to develop a generic or biosimilar copy version and enter the market itself, uh, introducing competition and increasing the supply and kind of lowering the cost uh, of of these products itself. At the moment, there are uh, serious shortages of uh, generic medicines um, around the world, and this is actually a global problem. And at the same time, uh, millions of people around the world cannot access basic essential medicines uh, and this is not only limited to hard-to-reach areas in resource-limited settings, but it also uh, affects people living in, in in urban areas itself. So there's a lot that can be done by the generic industry as key players in making an impact in people's lives. So one of the things that the report points out is that the drug makers, they don't, you know, they do have uh, the ability to make the drug, but they don't register it in uh, several low and uh, middle income countries. Now, is that because there is a high cost of registration or is it because there's low returns on these drugs? What is it that you all found out? There's a number of different reasons why uh, companies do not register their drugs. That There is an assumption that uh, because these are generic drugs, there are probably already other generic manufacturers on the market and they can also take on uh, the burden of delivery of, of, of essential medicines in into markets itself. The second thing is that uh, generic medicines, especially um, products such as antibiotics and some of the very older generics itself, um, there's not a lot of return on investment because the prices are actually quite uh, low, although they still remain unaffordable for people who live under the poverty line. So generic manufacturers, uh, they they often overlook these, these basic needs of, of low and middle income countries most generic uh, manufacturers are also looking at uh, building and strengthening their business in high-income countries like the U.S. and Europe. So they start overlooking a lot of the least developed uh, countries around the world and populations that live in the base of the pyramid in low-income countries itself. And I think it's important for them to realize that they can register uh, more products from their portfolios itself. What we anal- analyzed is in about uh, 90 of the 108 countries in scope, 
there's at least one company has previously registered a product from its portfolio. This indicates that the company's existing regulatory reach in, in low and middle income countries is actually collectively broad. So there's a lot of potential and capability to register other products within these same countries that they already have a presence in. So there's a lot more untapped potential itself. And when a product is not registered, it cannot be reimbursed. It cannot be prescribed by uh, by practitioners to to patients. And in that, it's not available in these countries. As you have said, a lot of uh, countries, you know, people uh, do pay out of pocket still. So even where the reimbursement doesn't exist. Correct. Um, out of pocket payments uh, actually drive a lot of people and their caregivers and families deeper into poverty itself. Now, there is a concept uh, of universal health coverage where more governments and more countries are now trying to gather enough financing to reimburse more drugs. But there it is important to also have uh, these medicines available in, in countries registered, accessible at affordable rates so that the country is not burdened by uh, the high cost of drugs or the inavailability of, of drugs itself. Um, in countries like India, uh, we assume that there's a lot of generic medicines already available on the market. And, you know, what COVID has taught us is that there's, there needs to be an improvement in the local availability so that more countries and more populations have access to generic products also nearby, also in the region itself. In parts of Sub-Saharan Africa, this is a major issue as Africa actually imports most of their medicines and vaccines and diagnostics from outside of, of Africa itself. So there's a lot more that companies can do to stabilize the uh, supply of these essential medicines. Jay, the report also talks about adaptive uh, research in terms of, you know, uh, pediatric medicines that's for children, heat, uh, uh, you know, stable uh, products which can be used in low resource settings. So um, could you explain that a little bit more? Companies are actually engaging in adaptive R&D, and this means tailoring products to meet the specific needs of people living in low and middle income countries. And there are many ways to, 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 uh, to create better adaptations. Uh, one is at the population-centric uh, level, so ensuring that products are specifically adapted for children uh, so that there is a better taste, so that children actually take the medicine and, and, and that way don't spit it out or cough it out in, in, in that sense. Um, there's also ways to ensure that uh, the, uh, these medicines um, require limited or no refrigeration, so are more uh, able to withstand uh, rising temperatures or temperature fluctuations in countries around the world itself. When we think of the generic industry, we actually assume that they are not involved in research and development, but actually a lot of the large generics players in the market, uh, including uh, Sun Pharma, Cipla, and others, actually have sizable research and development units that are important in adapting these specific products to uh, improve the, the adherence and the needs of people in low and middle income countries. I'll give you a few examples. Uh, CIPLA actually was working uh, for many years on a heat-stable um, fixed-dose combination. So that's four drugs that have been combined into a single oral capsule itself. And that uh, actually has is an extremely used drug for um, HIV AIDS that's used to treat children um, with HIV AIDS itself. And um, these actually little granules that are strawberry flavored and they don't contain alcohol um, and they're actually uh, really easy for, for children to take it uh, in their food and or you know, outside, with, outside of food itself. And in that way, it improves adherence and improve overall uh, outcomes uh, for children uh, with HIV. 
That's fascinating. What about patient uh, assistance programs? Uh, do generic uh, companies have these, and in other in other markets as well, apart from where they are headquartered? Um, a lot of companies get engaged in patient assistance programs, specifically for uh, diseases that um, usually present in a in a tertiary care center, like a like a specialized hospital where there is a, a level of uh, the ability to control and monitor uh, the patient's response to treatments itself. This is something that um, typically is, is run via donation programs. So uh, there are, there's a number of companies that have been involved in cancer drugs, for example, via patient assistance programs. There's not a lot. I mean, I must say that, that we definitely can see that companies can expand access utilizing patient assistance programs uh, really understanding, you know, how are uh, patients presenting um, in uh, to these uh, in these uh, hospitals itself? Uh, what kind of responses uh, they're they're getting? Also, getting engaged in in improving uh, adherence, improving outcomes, and also looking at the affordability for for patients itself. As we earlier mentioned, a lot of patients still pay out of pocket expenses, um, and and so the overall cost of treatment becomes extremely high. So with patient assistance programs, um, there needs to be a, a monitoring of uh, the affordability from the patient's point of view, like how much does a patient actually has to pay? And, and this is their ability to pay rather than their willingness to pay. And in that way, be able to expand access to essential product uh, using patient assistance programs. Right. So another issue that we saw clouding um, generic drugs was the whole cough uh, syrups issue. So has this cast a shadow on generic drugs? What is it that you find when you speak to both industry and to other procurers across the world? So the, there were serious, serious issues with contaminated cough syrups and uh, quality issues a number of months ago. Um, and this is definitely... Uh, thrown a spotlight on um, the Indian generic uh, manufacturers. Actual uh, situation was not was actually caused by a company that we did not measure. And what we do measure is uh, how do companies ensure a quality standard that is high for um, across their their plants and factories and um, across the different products that they um, that they actually produce in 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 different um, factories itself around the world. What has happened is uh, there's been a lot of distrust in the uh, Indian pharmaceutical industry because of the fear of quality. And we need to see much more investment from the manufacturers in their uh, good manufacturing practice uh, standards and a stricter adherence to the standards itself. Factories need to be upgraded and invested in to ensure the level of quality. And there needs to be enforcement as if the companies are also using contract manufacturers um, to ensure that the contract manufacturers are also producing uh, products of a, of a good standard, because at the end, their, their lives are at stake, and we can't afford to have bad quality medicines um, in the market. Absolutely. I think um, no one would disagree with you on that. Um, finally, Jay, we speak at a time, even as you have you know wars in different parts of the world, whether it's Ukraine, Israel, all of which will add to the strain in terms of accessing health, uh, healthcare and medicines. So you are at the World Health Summit. What are some of the key access linked takeaways that, uh, you know, uh, from there? So we are sitting at a time of unprecedented crises uh, with wars, with food energy shortages uh, around the world. 
and also an exacerbated uh, climate crisis that is only throwing another spanner in the works when it comes to, to health and healthcare itself. Uh, millions of people around the world are also being forced into, into poverty and dire situations. So the, the need for essential uh, medicines is, is higher than ever before. And uh, the need for resilient health systems and a long-term supply um, of, of products is also, is also really, really critical at, at this juncture. And this also should apply for uh, people living um, in emergency situations or, make, or makeshift um, conditions while waiting for stabilized uh, situations to happen in that sense. Um, at the World Health Summit, there's a lot of discussion um, about the different crises that are affecting um, the world including the financing problems that are there because country budgets are being spread very thin to manage the rising costs, manage the, the, the multiple crises that are affecting their people. And also development aid is also being stretched just to a very, very uh, tight degree. At the same time, there are also discussions on um, the, the state of future pandemics. How can we ensure that in the future when the next strains of, of a, a pandemic virus uh, comes uh, ahead, you know, how are countries going to be better prepared to um, ensure that less lives are are lost and ensure that actually uh, people can still go along with, with uh, work and life as, as normal itself? So there's a lot of discussion about um, future pandemics. At the moment, there's also many countries who are discussing uh, something called the Pandemic Accord which is a treaty between countries to ensure that, that borders are going to remain open and there is um, equal sharing and equitable access for essential vaccines, medicines, and diagnostics around the world. So these are some of the discussions that are being had right now because uh, we're sitting at a crucial juncture where we need industry, we need governments, we need nonprofit organizations, uh, we need investment firms who invest in the industry uh, we need financing um, organizations all to step up and we need patients and people to speak up about the needs that they have and the, the, the urgency of the situation that they face. Thank you, Jayashree, for uh, you know taking out time. And with that, we come to an end of this session. So from the BL team and myself, thank you so much. Thank you very much. <laughs>